Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Babakam and Kuf Dalad Amud Aleph. We're taking a look at uh, our analysis of Mishnah He, which we already read in the the uh, a uh, Goslin who, according to the way we interpreted, uh, who uh, took an oath and admitted um, his uh, guilt, has to get the Gzela uh, back to the Nigzal, and he can't give it to his son or to his Shaliach. What happens if you appoint a shliach in the presence of a deem? Does that now make him a shliach that when he accepts the payment from the person you're getting it from, the person is already paid, and if something happens in the meantime, that fellow's off the hook? That's really the question here. Rav shliach, it's a good shlichut. That's why he went to the effort of getting aid in there to the, see the appointment of the shaliach, so it would be in his in his reshut. All he was doing was saying, He's saying to the fellow who he's collecting from, this guy's a trustworthy guy. I want to let you know he's trustworthy. He's If you want to rely on him, fine. And if you believe him and you trust him, he's a guy you could send back with. But not that he's the shaliach such that if you give something to him that he's my shaliach, so that you're potter. He's still going to be your shaliach, and he's chayev, your chayev, until it gets to me. Now, let's test this. Turn on a shoal to paraf. Sonny borrows a, a cow. And the owner sends it with his shaliach. Or the shoal sends a shaliach, or his servant, or his kid. The shoal is patur. And it's in his shaliach. Now, what's the shali- who's the shaliach here? If he didn't appoint him in front of Edim, obviously he wouldn't be chayev, because he would say, I never sent the guy. Edim must have appointed him in front of Edim. Uktani de patur. And you see that nonetheless he's patur. So kashlov chista, that seems to support Rabbah, that his shaliach, even made in front of Edim, does not make him the, uh, does not make it that when the person sends the payment, that, uh, it, that, that they have now exempted themselves. Right? It's not now in the reshut of the Shoal in this case. The answer is, Rav Chista, as we'll see in a minute, Rav Chista gives an answer, We're talking about a guy who works for him, or who comes and harvests at his place. In other words, we know this guy's a shaliach because we know he's buddy-buddy, or he's a worker at the fellow's place, but they weren't dating. Okay, let's try it. Again, giving back the gzela. If you didn't appoint him in front of Edim and Ayadin, how do you know this is the Shaliach? It must be that you did make him in front of Edim. So, this is where he originally said it. No, there were no Edim, but it's a guy that we know is very close to the Goslin. Um, uh, sorry, very close to the Nigzal, because he works there, or he's a hired man at his house. Now, if that's the case, Adetani Beitin. The end of the Mishnah said that he could give it to a shliach beitin. He should have added to that shliach shaso beitin machinam davishliach. Could give it to a shliach beitin or shliach shaso beitin. So Amri, the answer they gave in the Beit Midrash was lopsikole. That's not a cut and dried thing. Shliach beitin lo shnaaso nigzal lo shnaaso gazlan. It doesn't matter who the shliach beitin was kind of generated by, whether the nigzal went to the beitin and said, "Send somebody for me to get the gzela," or the gazlan said, "Send somebody to take it." Have shliach. Psikole, that's a cut and dried thing, that's why it mentioned it. Shliach shasao be'edim, but a shliach, that's a day by edim, the chiasao nigzal urav shliach. It's only if the nigzal made him, 
uh, a shaliach, but it's going to be valid and hand it back to him. If the gazlan made a shaliach, he's certainly no good. So and since it was not all one way, they didn't mention it. By the way, that approach that we just mentioned opposes the position taken by Rabbi Shimon Alazar. If a shliach beitin was requested by the nigzal, but not by the gazlan, or is made by the gazlan, and the other fellow came and took it from him, patur. All right, but only that, but not if he's made by the gazlan pure. So he says it's not even. They disagree with Rabba. And if you're going to challenge us with our Mishnah, we're talking about a case where the Shliach made himself available. I have money that Pony owes me. He's not sending it to me. Why don't you show up near him? Maybe he's a good guy. Sorry, maybe he can't find a guy to send it with. He'll see you and say, Oh, you live in the neighborhood. Take it for him. In other words, we're, uh, the same answer we gave with Rav Chista. In other words, that the reason that you can't give it to the shliach of a uh, of the nigzal is a shliach shaloasa obeidi, and uh, the reason is because the nigzal just said to the guy on his own, "Listen, that guy is not paying me. Maybe he's not comfortable. Maybe he doesn't have anybody to send it. Go hang out near him, and he'll see you." But not beidim, because if it was beidim, then he would be a shliach that you can give it to. I'm Rehudamar Shmuel. I'm a Rav Yehudah You don't send money in payment for a debt when it's uh, sent by somebody who has a um, a, uh, a seal um, from the uh, from the the um, the fellow who is uh, is collecting. Even if it's notarized, there's eighty man. It's saying this really is the seal of this guy. If there are eight in there, then you can. Now, Amri, Lishmuel, my Takanta, Gornishmuel, what's the Takana? How do you ever send money to somebody you The answer is, Kihad Rabbi Abba, Havi Masik Zuzid Rabbi Yosef Brahama. Rabbi Abba was collecting money from Rabbi Yosef, owed him money. Amr the Rav Safra, he told Rav Safra, Bahadi to Atid, as long as you're going there, Aitino Nihali, bring it back to me. Kihazalahatam, Rav Safra went without any star. Amr le Rava Bray, so Rava, Rav Yosef's son, said to him, Mikatav lachit kabalti. Do you have a star that says a receipt that says it kabalti? So Amarlei lo. So yachi zilberesha yichtov lachit kabalti. You go and get a star that says it kabalti, and then when Father gives you the money, then it will be off of our responsibility. Masof Amarlei. Masof may mean that he went and did all this trouble. He katav lachamit kabalti lavkumu. Even then, it won't help. Dilma adatit shachiv Rabbi Abba v'nafli zuze kameyatme. All right, he said uh, that perhaps what will happen is, in the meantime, while you come, Rabbi Abba, your, your Meshaleach will die. The Zuzim will then come to the Yatomim. And the Kabalti that the, Rabbi Abba, who will now be dead, wrote, won't mean anything. And then they'll still owe the money. So what's, what's our solution? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be mocking the money to you as a Kenyan Agav. Then you say hit kabalti. You write hit kabalti, and then you bring it to them. It's a story where Papa was trying to collect twelve thousand dinar from Bechosai. Along with the threshold of a the house, they were mocking this money to his shaliach. He was so impressed by this that he escorted them quite a distance. Okay, that solution was a good solution. Now, let's take a look for a moment back at Mishnah Vav, which continues with the issue of the reason they were grouped together. 
continues with the issue of finding the nigzal to pay him. If he paid him the karen, but not the chomish, which you owe after having taken an oath in the light. Well, the guy was mochal the karen. He says, you don't have to pay me the karen, just pay me the chomish. All that's left is less than a shavar prut of the karen. Then you don't have to chase him down, then you can wait till he arrives. But let's say the opposite. You paid him the chomesh, but not the karen. The guy was mochal the chomesh. Or machalu al zevi al zevi. Mochal everything chutz be shavar pruta. If there's at least, the basic line is if you still owe a shavar pruta of karen, then the rule that we stated in Mishnah Hay still applies. You have to chase him however far you have to chase him. Okay. Now, um, the, back to the Gemara. Okay. Alma Chomesh Mamonahu. What you see from here is that Chomesh is considered Mamon. Um, it's money that you owe, it's money that can be Nimchal, etc. Vimayit Meshami Leyorshin. So it should be the case that if the Goslin dies, the Yorshin have to pay it. If you paid the Karen, you took an oath about the Chomesh that you don't owe it, you say, I already paid it. And then you lied, or you have to add a fifth to that, meaning you're now going to pay a fifth on the Chomesh when you pay the Chomesh. Again, we see it's Chomesh. The Goslin dies uh, after the uh, Goslin took an oath and then he died, and the Yorshim have to pay the Karen Vachomesh. They don't bring the Asham because the Asham is made to Baalav. So now the question is, is that really true? Do the Yorshim really pay the Chomesh of their father's theft? Right, or Minu, we have a challenge. When do I say that you don't pay Chomesh for your father's theft? That's if nobody took a Shvuah. What if he took the oath, but not his father, or his father, but not he? Or even if he and his father took the oath, how do I know he still doesn't bring it? You take the oath for what you stole. He didn't steal, he didn't depress, he didn't do anything wrong. He's not the one who has to pay the Chomesh. So say, if the son was Moda, then he has to bring the Chomesh. If he doesn't admit to any debt, why is he going to pay anything? You think he's not paying anything here? But the text is dealing with the Chomesh. He should say explicitly, uh, sorry, the implicit uh, understanding is that he does pay the Karen. If he should, if he's not going to pay even Karen, you should say that. The Tanya plus we have a bright that says, How do I know that you do pay Karen for your father's theft? That's if he and his father took the oath. How do I know? And this is the opposite of the previous bright. How do I know that if either he took the oath but not his father, his father but not he, neither one of them took an oath. How do I know he has to return the gzela? Yesh Talmud. Now that's the way it was taught. Meaning that we have in the Pasuk a gzela, an oshek, an aveda, or pikadon. And, um, and some of those are things, clearly there's no, uh, it's, uh, certainly the, the Yorshim have the responsibility to return, let's say, a pikadon. Now, Vyati Ravun Vakamar Lahashmata Ravuna quoted that Braita, Amarle Rabba Bray. So Rabba turned to his father and said, Yesh Talmud Kaamarmar, O Yesh Talmud Kaamarmar. What did you say? Yesh Talmud? Meaning that we have a firm teaching that, that you have to pay Karen of Gezel Aviv? 
They should be paid, meaning we're not sure, but it's a good idea. Better, better idea. His father said, no, I meant Yesh Talmud. I said it because of the Psukim, that's the Gzela and Avedan, etc. So then how could you talk about a case for Lahoda? The father took an oath. The father did not admit to anything. And the son admitted it was a Gezel. But uh, we're assuming that the son also took an oath. So if that's the case, then the son should have to pay a Chomish for his own oath. The Gzela is not around anymore. Now it's just Domim. And it's an ingenious answer, but watch as we get there. If nothing's left, how's he going to pay Karen? So what happened is the father in the Yerusha wrote a and said, everything that I'm being moorish to you is a to pay any of my debts. Even though there's a chrayut so what? Milval pehu. After all, a chrayut here is a, is a milval peh that father said, you have to take care of my stuff. We know that a milval peh, meaning this guy's, this heir's debt to the nigzal, is a milval peh. And you can't collect that from Yorshim. Uh, so the answer is, Bishamad Bedin. And now we're tearing everything up. And we're saying what happened is the father already had a Hamad Bedin, and he was already Chayev. So if that's the case, you should pay the Karen Chomish, which the father was already Chayev for. So, This is brilliant. What happens is, when father dies and he bequeaths his property to his kids, which one of the, which, which of his property becomes attached to the liability to pay for his debts is the karka. And you can never pay chomesh for denying shibud karka because enish al karkos. And therefore, when the son took the shvua, that doesn't attach to chomesh at all. So that's one answer. Rav has a whole different take. He goes about five steps back and says, let's take a different road. The gzela is around. But guess what? The gzela is in somebody else's hands. It's father's money pouch. Father did not know that there was a gzela in there. Karen mishalim da'ite. You have to give the Karen back. When father took the oath that never gzela, he was telling the truth. He didn't know that he had a gzela. And therefore he's not chayav chomesh. And therefore the Yorshim are also not chayav chomesh. Okay, good. We'll stop at this point and uh, we'll pick up in the next podcast on Dav Kufhei Amur Aleph as we continue to see our way through Mishnah Vav and then ultimately Mishnah Zayin of the ninth parak of Baba Kama. Everybody should have a wonderful day.